He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require from you, but to do justice, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Well, good morning again, and I get to finish off our time on this second requirement that we read in Micah 6.8, and that part of loving mercy or loving kindness. And so I want to start off with saying this, um, hey, you need to love your neighbor. And uh, your response to me might be, hey, Scott, I am, which I would say, great. Or you might say, you actually don't know my neighbor. You don't know what you're asking. And in which case I would say, yeah, you know what, you're, you're right. I don't know your neighbor. But as we go along today, I hope you'll see that loving your neighbor is what God is requiring of us. When I think about this, about love and loving our neighbor, I think maybe about this Tina Turner song that was around in my high school days, which was, what has love got to do with it? You know, there's a part in that chorus that says, love is a secondhand emotion. And then it goes on to say, who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? And, and, and so in some ways she makes a good point. Like, what does love have to do with it? What does love have to do with my neighbor? And it's, it's a good question if it's about an emotion. If I'm looking at loving my neighbor as something in which I got to throw my arms around that neighbor, well, I know that's not COVID friendly right now, but that emotion of throwing my arms around that neighbor and giving them a hug and saying, oh, I love you, uh, that's not what we're talking about. And we're going to see that when God calls us to love our neighbor, it's not in that emotional way. The love that he is talking about is a love that is a call for us to do it not in that brotherly love, but it's a love of action. So let's get into uh, the passage I want to get into today, and I'll give you a little bit of the, what's happening. And so one day Jesus is about uh, out and about, and there's a group of religious leaders, and these religious leaders are known to hold to the traditions of their fathers, and they're actually known as legal experts. And in the Bible, we read they're called Pharisees. That was the group of people that were called Pharisees. And they asked Jesus an important question. Now, they were doing it to try to trap him, um, and Jesus answers, and he replies. And so, uh, let's look. It's in Matthew And we can look in Matthew 23, and Jesus replies in verse, starting in verse 37. He says, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. So this is what Jesus says in Matthew 22, 37, 39. The first commandment is, to love God. The word love here is agape love, and it represents not this, as I said, this brotherly love, uh, but a love that a parent would have for a child, a full and complete love. It is the action towards that expression of full devotion. So it's this action which shows a full devotion towards a person. And so God describes this love as coming from the person's whole being. It is what you do because of who he is. 
Can I say that again? It, that's what this love is. Agape love is this love that's coming from our whole being. It is because we do it because of who he is. That's why we love. It's what we do because of who he is. So then Jesus gives this bonus commandment. He says, there's one that's equally important. So not, there's not just one here, but there's one that's equally important. Now, let's not miss that, equally important. There's one that is a greater commandment greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your heart, every aspect of your being, love God. That's what we are called to do. And, it, and, it, and we do that because of who he is. But then there's one that he says, the second commandment is just as equal. It's just as important. Uh, and, uh, and he says, it is to love your neighbor like you love yourself. And so what does it mean to love yourself? Um, how is it that we love ourselves? If we're going to love our neighbors, we love ourselves. What does that look like? Well, one is, is that it's not like he's giving three commandments to love God, love your neighbor, and love yourself. But no, it's as you love yourself, you love your neighbor. And we shouldn't also confuse it with this narcissistic culture that we live in. You know, the one in which we take a selfie, we post it, and then we're looking to see how many people like it and how many people tell us how good looking we are. That's not what I'm talking about here. Uh, loving ourselves looks a lot different. Loving ourselves, Jesus, I think, is speaking from a standpoint of somebody who's in a healthy place. They're not hating themselves, and they're not narcissistic about themselves, but instead they're looking after themselves. They're looking after their heart, their soul, and their mind because they're loving God from that place. They're in a healthy place. They're keeping a healthy spiritual rhythm. They're spending time communing with God in, in prayer and meditation, in the reading of God's word. They're spending time in Sabbath rest. They, they've got a spiritual rhythm that is in a healthy spot. And, 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 and we do that because we want to take care of ourselves because that is the right thing to do. We are sleeping well. We are eating well. We are playing well. So it then comes to this place that we are loving our neighbor, not out of an emotional love, but, uh, uh, but it comes from a full devotion towards our neighbor. We're loving them from a healthy spot as we love ourselves, as we care for ourselves, as we look to take care of ourselves. Jesus is saying, we need to take care of the people around us because that is what a follower of Jesus does. It loves the people around him. So the question is, is who is our neighbor? We must ask this question. Matter of fact, it is a question that was asked of Jesus. Uh, we find that in, in Luke chapter 10, uh, there's a, religious leaders come to Jesus in 25 to 37, and there's an exchange with Jesus, and the religious leader says, hey, uh, what must I do to have eternal life? I want to inherit eternal life. And Jesus answered, and he says, well, what does the law and the prophets say? And so this religious leader then repeats what I believe he's heard Jesus say earlier. And he says to love your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your strength and all your mind. And then he says also to love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, hey, you know what? 
you're right. You have said it correctly. You're on the right path. If you can do these two things, love God and love the people around you. But then this man, he, he, needs, he needs a little bit more help. He wants a little bit more clarification. He wants to kind of justify himself. So he asked Jesus this question, can you tell me, can you define for me who is my neighbor? So Jesus goes on to tell the story of the Good Samaritan. That's where that parable comes from. That's, that's how it's birthed. He tells a story about the Good Samaritan. And if you read that story, the Good Samaritan is helping a Jew. And and we have shared this in our dailies as we've gone through the book of John, as we've talked about other things, how the Jews and the Samaritans didn't get along. They were their enemies. And in that moment, Jesus is saying, your neighbor is your enemy. Your neighbor extends right up to the very people that you are struggling to love. And, and on Tuesday, I talked about that. I talked about what it means to love our neighbors. So Jesus takes it and he says, who is your enemy? And I define it this way. Our enemy is anyone Jesus brings in our path to love. This would include the very people we struggle the most with to get along with in this world. So one way, um, one way that I can do this in loving my neighbor is to serve them. You know, when I think about how can I love my neighbor, it really comes to a place of saying, how can I serve my neighbor? And when I look to serve my neighbor, so again, that can be a coworker, it can be somebody on my kid's sporting team, um, it can be my actual neighbor, uh, it can be somebody that I, uh, that I meet, that I get to know, uh, or somebody that I wish I didn't get to know, but whatever the case may be, my neighbor is the people around me that God brings into my life. And so I begin to ask four questions. The first question I, I ask is, how can I serve them in this way? How's my neighbor doing relationally? So is there any way that I can serve my neighbor relationally? Maybe they have no friends, and maybe God is actually calling me to be a friend with somebody that I don't get along with. That would be a big challenge, but it could be that. Maybe... Um, maybe they're struggling in their relationship in their home. And maybe by being a friend, they have a, somebody to talk to about it. Another one is, how is my neighbor doing physically? How is their overall health? Are they, are they sleeping well? Are they getting enough exercise? You know, it's a kind of a funny one because um, I, was, uh, I met up with this guy that I knew in the community that I'd seen him uh, quite a few times. I even said hi to him. And so he knew me and I knew him. And uh, one day we were at the same place at the same time and we started talking and he looked at me and he says, hey, I hear that you're starting to run. And I said, yeah, I am. He goes, you know, I really need to exercise. And I didn't say to him, yeah, I know that, no. Uh, I, I said, well, really? I said to him, do you want to join me? Now, you have to understand that when I exercise, I go all out. Um, I'm kind of an all or nothing and, and it, to my detriment, because I often hurt myself, I often have a lot of sport injuries because of that. And I knew that this guy was a bit slow in his running, um, but I also knew that Jesus was calling me to love my neighbor. And so I invited this man to start running with me. And every Saturday for two years, we got together. And you know, not only were we able to exercise together, but eventually 
I saw that man come to know Jesus. So even in that question, physically, uh, is there something I can do? Uh, you never know. Another question that I can ask my neighbor is, how is my neighbor doing mentally? Is there any signs of anxiety? Is there any signs of, un, uh, of some unhealthy patterns? You know, we live right now in a world that is high anxiety. We have, not, we have seen more people express how anxious they are. There's more issues of being emotionally and mentally exhausted. We have an opportunity here when we get close enough to our neighbors to recognize that and to say to somebody, can I pray for you? I'm amazed at how many people who don't have any background in church, and I say to them, can I pray for you? Not right now, not in front, but can I just pray for you when I pray, do my, my regular praying? And I have yet to have anybody say to me, no. And then last is, how are they doing spiritually? Loving my neighbor, I am looking to how are they doing spiritually? Is there a sense that they're missing something in a life? in their life? Are they displaying any spiritual curiosity? Are they initiating some spiritual conversation with me? I'm just being aware of that, and I can serve them in that way. You know, we, we can look at how we can serve the people around us. It actually is pretty simple. That's what it means to love our neighbor. This last point that I want to make, and that's this. Loving our neighbor is not an option. Let me say that again. Loving our neighbor is not an option. You know, Jesus is asked, what are the two greatest commandments? He's not asked, what are the two greatest optional things that we can do as followers of God? And Jesus doesn't say, let me give you two options to, to following God. No, Jesus says, here are the two commandments. It's not something we can skip out on. It's something that we are called to do. I mean, can you imagine that if uh, a soldier gets a command from his officer and he tells him to go do something and the, the, the soldier looks at his commanding officer and he says to him, are these options? Or he leaves and he treats them like options. I don't think that's going to go over well. <laughs> and when we look at this part where Jesus says, let me tell you the two greatest commandments love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and all your might. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. These are the two greatest commandments. Commandments. Loving our neighbor is not an option. So let me close in prayer this way. Lord, help us. Remind us. Move us. So we will live out the call you have placed upon us to love our neighbors, even our neighbors that are the hardest to love. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you this weekend.